everybody, just a reminder that the City Girls Pod is a mature podcast. It's a mature show. It's adults only, and uh, it won't be for everybody. And so if you are not a fan of that kind of content being discussed, then we have tons of other stuff that you can listen to on the podcast. So check that out. And uh, thanks a lot. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is a show where we are talking about back episodes of Sex in the City. And we are on season three, episodes four, five, and six. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hi. And how are you doing? These were not. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, full disclosure. Um, I texted Rachel after watching these, these episodes again. I said, oh, I remember these. These were not my favorites. I always have fun talking to you, Rachel. It's one of my favorite parts of my week. But uh, I'm glad that we have this to, to debrief about. Yeah, these, I mean, you had said these are problematic episodes and uh, yeah, you're not wrong. They really are. It's, it's kind of shocking, it's especially in a show that uh, is supposed to be kind of sex positive and, and uh, groundbreaking that it could be this problematic for, for lack of a better word. Uh, they really are that great. Um, and there's some things we, I mean, it's kind of sad that Aiden's introduction gets mixed in with all this, with, uh, with these episodes, but, uh, and there's some good stuff with Steve and Miranda, but yeah, it's not great. Although to your point, yes, it is a bummer that Aiden's intro is mixed in with all this, but something needed to salvage the, <laughs> the wreckage that were these three episodes and Aiden is, is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's dive in. Like uh, I said off air, these might not be the this might not be the longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> it might be kind of short, but hey. Uh, so we have episode four, boy, girl, boy, girl, and this episode basically Carrie starts to date a bisexual man, and uh, and then we also have uh, the he's also younger. And uh, then we have Steve and Miranda uh, trying to live together. Steve is very messy. Uh, so that's a problem. And then we have uh, Samantha basically has this hot assistant, your assistant. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess she technically waits to till she's fired him uh before making <laughs> an advance but still in the age of me too it's not good yes another problematic thing in these episodes although he is hot not that that is any excuse yes so the big main problem with this episode is so you have carrie <clears throat> and she finds out that this guy that she's been dating this younger guy that uh, he has been with men and women and she has a hard time with that and she, when she tells the girls they are incredibly judgmental and saying that the basically bisexuality is just a stop in the on the road to being gay is what they say and i guess what charlotte says um yeah bisexuality is a layover to gay town is what they say and yes. it really i mean you're talking about a woman who writes a sex column that that sh they would all i mean it's they don't even question it it's not like she's really debating she absolutely thinks that 
if you are bisexual, you're really just fooling yourself and you're actually gay. And it's ridiculous. Of course. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Again, we we see where Samantha is sort of on the right side of history in this, where you know, she says that funny line, like, I'm a trisexual, I'll try anything once. But I think the point is, is that she's at least a little bit more open-minded about people's sexuality and people's sexual plasticity than the rest of the women are, which is very troubling. Yeah. But even she's pretty, she still, I think, believes the whole, that whole idea of that, that it's just a stop in on the lay, a layover to gay town, which again is obviously ridiculous. And I don't know, it's just was very surprising to me that they were that all, all four of them were pretty close-minded. Yeah. And it's really, it's really sad, frankly, because like, I think that sometimes like they're, they're also like it, this need to sort of have these labels and define yourself and I think bisexuals often get a bad rap of like, oh, you're greedy. You want everything. It's like, this guy is monogamous. He's not staring at other people. He's right. not wanting to open up the relationship. As he says, it, which I think is just spot on, he's dated three people seriously. Two of them are women and one was a man. Yeah. And he doesn't even seem like he likes labeling himself. And like, I can relate to that. Like I've dated men, I've dated women. Like I don't, I don't like the whole idea of feeling like you need to label yourself in that way. Like you fall in love with people. And I think that they're really, it's just so judgmental to this guy who is such a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's, it's really surprising. I, that we've, I think changed so much. If you want a, a really good example of bisexual character, you should watch Heartstopper on Netflix. Um, that, uh, is so well done. One of the boys in the, I don't know if you heard, have you heard about the show? So Rachel, recently I saw one of the execs at Hallmark post in her Instagram stories and say, this is so heartwarming and sweet. You need to watch it. So no, I, but until then I hadn't heard of it. So what's um, it about? It's so good. It's a teen, uh, drama, the show there's eight, eight short episodes. It's, it's not a long binge. It's all their own eight 30, you know, 30 minute at uh, 25 minute episodes. And, uh, it's about a, uh, boy who it's about two boys. Um, one is openly gay and the other has just moved into town and, uh, he, they have a spark between them. Like literally there's an animated like spark through it. It's really cute. That's and, cool. um, yeah. And it turns out he, he, the, one of the boys, discovers that he's bisexual through the course of the show and uh, we did a recap of it with my, my friend larry and i did a recap of it uh on uh hallmark spot so you should check that out uh it's really really lovely and uh olivia coleman plays his mom and uh they and she's she's incredible obviously and yeah. uh, the, the ending when he comes out to her is just really really great they have great chemistry it's it's really there's also a trans character in the show um and uh, but it's not like um it just tells the story it's not like pushy or or anything like that about it like you might see it's it's just about these kids it's really and good that's, that's that's what i love because that's true representation 
You yeah, know, when yeah. you can, like you said, focus on the story. Okay, so I'm gonna binge I can't watch imagine, episodes. Oh yeah, I can't imagine anyone disliking it. I mean, unless you're a bigot, like I, I can't imagine. Which obviously you're not, but I can't imagine anybody else not liking the show. It is so warm-hearted and sweet and well done, well acted. I don't know, it's great. Yeah. I love a coming of age story too. Oh yeah, you'll love it. It's it's really, really, really good. But, uh, but anyway, we also have Charlotte. She is, she has this artist that, uh, that does these, uh, I don't know what, if you call them drag, call them uh-huh. drag Kings. Yeah. So it's, uh, women dressed as men and yeah, that felt very cringe to me too. You know? Okay. So it, it would have felt more cringe to me, except I'm doing this interactive show and there's this woman in it who's a drag king and she's like so charming and sweet and funny that I was like, oh, like it was a world that I didn't really think about or know. There is still something about it that feels off based on the way that it's portrayed though when I can't put my finger on it. Well, I mean, just the way that they act like this is some kind of really shocking thing. Yes, I think is the way and it's it's really hard for Charlotte to do. And I mean, I guess I can see why it might be awkward to pose at all. But again, this is supposed to be a really forward grouping group of women. And I guess Charlotte's the least forward. But uh, but she's also an artist. I mean, she's she runs this gallery. You think that that she would be I mean, she's already done the yeah, she's already done the flower where she, she did the painting of her flower. Right. And I think I would be more likely to put on a mustache than show off my flower. Yeah, I think so. I know I was. me. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just didn't love it, but, um, and then, yeah, we have Steve and moving in with Miranda, he's kind of a mess. Uh, and that kind of bothers, uh, bothers Miranda. And I can only imagine that if I ever have somebody move in with me, uh, you know, that if I ever get married or whatever, it will be hard because I'm, I'm the messy one. And I, you hey, really, to- I don't know why I think it's <laughs> very clean. Yeah, I would say in the spectrum, I'm more on the, I'm not messy. I'm just a little bit cluttered. Like I have my piles and it's bad, but uh, I think that it would be very annoying. Like I know where everything is and I know where all what's in the piles, but, uh, and I'm not like a hoarder or anything, but I would say I I could probably annoy someone if I had to live with someone. (laughs) She's like, I got my piles. What can yeah. I say? <laughs> I mean, I've just been used to living alone for so long. I haven't had a roommate. Uh, I mean, I have basement tenants, but we, you know, they come in and out. We don't really, uh, we don't really communicate that much. Uh, but I haven't had a room roommate since, I mean, it's been at least seven years. So and I don't know. It'd be used hard. You're having everything the way that you want it and like it. I had a question for you though. Like Steve doesn't bug me that much in this. And I think you need to learn how to compromise. The only thing that I found unsettling, and I was wondering if you did, 
is that he let himself in with the key and she didn't know he was going to be there. I thought it was nice that he was there, but if I walked into my apartment and someone was there and I didn't know, it would startle me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Well, and also I don't like that he says that she's the guy in the relationship. Uh, cause I, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of reading into stereotypes as well mm-hmm. that, uh, that I don't know, not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so then we also have, uh, this whole thing with Samantha and her assistant and yeah, I mean, he, he she should have just fired him period because he was so rude to all the clients and that's not what, you know, she wants. And, but she's attracted to him, I guess. And uh, I don't know. It just wasn't great. Yeah. The only thing that got me a little fired up before talking about sexy things was when he was like yelling at everyone and he's like, they need to respect you. I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, that's just like primal in me for some reason. I thought it was like kind of sexy that he said that, but it's also just like you said, Rachel, if we're looking at it through the lens now that we should have been looking at it through then it's really an abuse of power that she's, you know, inflicting on him in this case because people rely on their jobs yeah well so then carrie goes to this party this bisexual party <laughs> you know they, the one <laughs> they play spin the bottle and first of all it was super weird that why the heck is alanis more set in this at this party like that was strange <laughs> Okay, while I agree with you 100% that it was strange, I will never say no to Alanis Morissette, um, but it, it didn't really make sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think when. So yeah, so Jagged Little Pill came out in 1995. So she was well, like, it's not like she was unknown, you know, at this point. And she's like a recognizable face, a recognizable, like it was so weird. I thought <laughs> that she was at this party. Well, I think that's why it was even weirder because she's definitely recognizable, but it's not like she had a big enough arc or that she was like playing a lot of more yeah. set that it was a thing. So it just didn't seem to work. Yeah. It was just distracting. I was like, what? Why is, and at first I thought maybe she just looks like Alanis Morissette. It's not really her. You know, <laughs> I thought it was just somebody because it just, it would be so weird. It'd be, it'd be like, I don't know, in a modern show, all of a sudden Robert Downey Jr. is just there at a party and there's no explanation or it's, you're just, that it's just really strange. Yeah. And he's not playing himself and he doesn't have like, even like a meaty guest star where he can sink his teeth into something. Although I do think it probably at the time, which I don't know, was probably like a thing. It's like, oh my gosh, Carrie Kisselin is more set. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and are we supposed to believe that Carrie has never kissed a woman? that seems ridiculous to me. I agree wholeheartedly. How has Carrie, no, I'm not talking about anything more than kissing, but how has Carrie not dabbled a tiny bit? Like, but it's almost like, not only has she never kissed a woman, she's almost like freaked out by it. And she leaves the party and she says, I never want anything to do with this ever again. And I think, you know what I think is troubling about that, Rachel? Like I could see, I am all for uh, whatever people 
want to do in terms of like their sexuality or romance or anything. I mean, I, I a very good friend of my sister's in um, high school, you know, he didn't kiss his wife until they got married. Like, I completely respect that. If that's yeah. like too far of a boundary for someone. But Carrie is very open with sex, which again, great for her. I'm happy to be sex positive. But to get so freaked out about a, a mere kiss with a woman that you need to flee a party, it, oh, I got, oh, I got angry. I mean, she I got writes angry. a column about sex. You would think that she had, at least in her younger days, now I'll have to, we'll have to, I mean, we're planning on watching the Carrie Diaries once we're finished. And it'll be interesting to we'll see because that's about her growing up. So it'd be interesting to see what they do in that show because I, don't know, I just find it hard to believe that somebody like Carrie would have never given it a try. I don't it, know. It's so troubling. I was so glad that I had you to talk about this with after because I felt like I was like screaming into a void. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, the worst episode that we have had reviewed, I think was Shannon Sharon episode, which was troubling on a different level because they were asking her to, like to go back with this really abusive person. Um, so that was just bizarre and, and troubling. Um, this one, I mean, I don't think any of the plots, maybe Stephen Miranda, I guess kind of works, but none of them really work. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. The one thing, and this is going to be a compliment, but a backhanded one. I think none of the plots work because they are so seamlessly woven together, which we see in this show. And that's, that's why it's so great is that everything naturally flows into each other and it's very thematic and that's such a testament to the writers and creators of this show. But when it's troubling, it's troubling across the board. Yeah. And it yeah. was in this episode. Yeah. I don't know. So we gave, I think we gave Shannon Sharon five. What do you think about this one? I'm going to give this a touch lower. It was, mm -hmm. it was a 4.5 for me. Probably got that 0.5 bump up because I love Alanis Morissette. <laughs> What yeah, I, I agree. It was not good. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Right. Then we have no if, ands, or buts. And this is uh, basically we have the introduction of Aiden in this episode. Um, and I did forget to mention in the previous episode that Carrie smokes when she's ice skating. I was just like, oh my God. 
gosh. Girl, come on. <laughs> well, basically, so she goes to uh, this uh, designer, furniture designer uh, thing with Stanford, Carrie, and she meets Aiden and they hit it off and uh, they go out, they are going to go out, they go out and Aiden says that uh, he, they, he can't date a smoker. And so she tries to quit and she's really struggling. Um, and she says, smoking is part of who I am. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because that just is so not a thing now, as far as television, you would just would never have a character like Carrie smoking again. Never. I wanted to ask you, what did you think about Aiden? I, I'm not even going to call it an ultimatum because I think that's a strong word. But what did you think about Aiden's boundary that he communicated that he he wouldn't date a smoker? I agree with. I wouldn't. I don't think I could date a smoker. I really. It's just. It's just too. Just too disgusted by it. I mean, the, the people who live in my basement, they're actually smokers, and they always smoke outside. So I guess I can technically live with with smokers but i that's different than being in a relationship and having to kiss them and smell it and i i just don't think i could do it it's too gross to me yeah i think it's i i've only ever dated one smoker very briefly and i also think it's different the level at which carrie smokes like i have a roommate one of my best friends that like when he drinks like once a month he'll have like two cigarettes and actually his cigarettes he has these special cigarettes that I smell them and I'm actually like oh that makes me think of him but Carrie smokes a lot which means she smells like it she tastes like it and it's a detriment to her health yeah and it would just make your whole house smell and I don't know I just I don't think I could do it uh so I I mean I agree with him I guess (laughs) it would definitely be a real barrier to me. Yeah, and I, I think what's interesting, like, for example, if my fiance started smoking now, I definitely wouldn't like end the relationship because of it. But Aiden is brand spanking new with Carrie. So I think that it makes complete sense that he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you this before it gets too far. This is a deal breaker for me. I, I thought it was actually quite mature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you there's things about a person's physical appearance. And I think the smoking would kind of go into that category that would turn you off and that's okay to have those things. We all have them. Yeah. So, um, so I actually didn't mind most of this plot. It was fine. Uh, but the Samantha plot was really bad in this episode. It was not great. So she's dating this guy who is, well, she goes to this uh, club she this they call it the black club and she starts dating this guy named Sharon and his Sharon's sister uh, doesn't want him dating a white woman and so she basically threatens Samantha uh, and uh, her name's Adina and then they get into a big fight and this was just so cliched it's really just offensive and and they've had no black characters in the show up until this and for them to come out and the, you know, I don't know, just the cl- cliches about 
uh, about, you know, well, he's big, big and good in bed and, you know, stuff like that. Um, we're just really bad. It was just not great. Yeah. I, I mean, the, <laughs> I know some people are watching on YouTube, but for, for everyone that isn't Rachel's face, when she said I hated it was <laughs> chef's kiss. Perfect. Um, yeah. I will say that the last episode I was angry and I thought, okay, good. This next one will be a palate cleanser. I hadn't re remembered which one it was. And I felt physically ill and embarrassed watching this that, and I was almost past the point of anger because I was like, oh, this is just awful. Um, even the dialogue about, no, don't say black talk, say African-American talk. And just these, all these cringe things. And like for Adina, I think that the perspective that I think that they want us to have is like that Adina's being ridiculous and making it a race thing. And this is a longer conversation, but but there are things that it's like, okay, if if someone, especially a black woman, if she feels a certain kind of way about wanting someone in her family to date a black person, like I'm gonna listen to that. And I'm not saying like, I think people can fall in love no matter what race they are. But like, I think that there was no space or grace given for her in that moment. And they made her this stereotypical, angry black yeah. woman. And that stereotype is so problematic and not something that I've encountered in my experience with black women. And it, it, you know, I guess I am angry. It, 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 yeah, it, it was me. bad. It was really bad. I mean, you can certainly have discussions and plot points and things involving, you know, race and mixed race couples and things like those are important conversations to be had, but they need to be done with more nuance than this. And it was just, it was just really cringe. It really was bad. Um, and then we also have uh, the Stanford is starting to date this guy named Marty really likes him and it turns out marty loves dolls and yeah i mean i don't know that was also pretty cliched um but uh but i did like i did laugh when he says are they all queens no just the ones from madame alexander <laughs> i knew you were <laughs> um you know this I, I don't think any of those were madame alexander dolls though because Madame Alexander dolls are not um, porcelain. Madame Alexander dolls are are plastic. Like they don't make porcelain dolls, and so you would never have one that broke like that. But um, you're like, I gotta fact check this, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have Madame Alexander dolls. I have a collection. <laughs> Wait, you have them, and uh, is it Lily that has them? In and just yeah. like that. Yeah, well, and then Charlotte has to take them down, and <laughs> yeah, or, or Brick, right? It was, that was her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rock, 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 rock. Yeah, rock. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> it was it, it it was a little bit cliched, but it it did have a few funny parts with. Stanford's uh, funny. It, so I wish works. we got more side plots with Stanford. Same. Um, then we have also Charlotte is dating a bad kisser and he, she tries to like help him to be a better kisser. Um, uh, but like, I, I just felt like nobody, nobody is that bad. Like literally she's like bruised on her chin because he's so bad. Yeah. 
I didn't understand that. Like you, you couldn't be that bad if you tried. Yeah. Um, I will say my first kiss though, felt very similar to the, like the licking of the, like, I remember being <laughs> really young, like 15, 16, and he was a little older. So I thought he like knew what he was doing. And I just remember being very wet after, um, on my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was not, it was not great, but the bruising. Good yeah. Lord. I was just kind of like, there's no way, like, cause you'd have to, I mean, I just don't think you can make that kind of bruise just with your lips. No. Did he punch her in the face? Even that yeah. it seemed excessive for even a punch in the face. Right. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Um, and then we also have that Miranda is, uh, well, we have, so we also have where Steve, he has this chance to shoot the half court shot, uh, and, uh, and win a million dollars. And so he wants Miranda to be there for him and to, uh, to watch him practice and things like that. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like when you're in a, when you're in a relationship, you do stuff that you think is boring for the other person. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> this, I think it, it really frustrates me. And I, I know it's, I know it's not just like a TV plot point. Like I've seen this with people in my real life. Yeah. You cannot expect to like everything and you have to be your partner's champion and their biggest supporter, not just your partner, but your friends, you've got to be like yeah. the hype person, like be excited for him. Like, I understand if this was like a weekly occurrence and be like, I'm not going to every single one of your games, you know, 100%. that kind of thing. But this is a special thing that he's doing this one time. And it's kind of like, I do uh, these open water swims a couple times a year and they're, they're really not exciting to watch. You know, I mean, you just watch people swimming. It's not the most exciting, you know, sport to, to be a viewer of, right? But I would be really mad if the person that I'm with didn't come to to support. So like I said, only twice a year, it's a big deal. It's in, not that many people finish. And so to finish is an exciting thing. I would be really annoyed if I was with somebody and they wouldn't come. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, Rachel. It's not like you're doing an open water swim every Thursday, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like becomes like a whole like obligation that someone has to put in their calendar and part of a schedule. And also like, dude, this is really cool that Steve gets to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a special thing. I like you're saying with the swimming, like there's only about the great salt Lake. There's like 30 people that finish maybe every year. So it's a big deal. And I would, can I ask how many people tried to do it? Like how many well, most people, people most people, there's only a couple people who, who don't finish the try that start, but, uh, it depends on the year, but it's hard. It's, it's definitely not an easy thing that salty water is brutal. Well, and I'm sure a lot of people don't sign up because they know it's hard. Like, does it take yeah. a while? And for me, I'm very, very, very slow. <laughs> so for me, it takes me an hour at least. Uh, but other people can do it in half that time because they're way faster than me. But, um, but, but anyway, I don't know. I would just be, I would be annoyed if somebody couldn't support. I mean, maybe if they were going out of town or had some like 
really good reason, then that's fine. But, uh, but I, I don't expect my, my family doesn't ever come and that's fine. But like, I just feel if I was with, actually with somebody, I would really want them to come. Yeah. And I think that what's also strange is say she, like you said, has some kind of work event or is out of town. She's not even holding space for the conversation to allow him to be excited about it. But right. I do think that makes the end a lot sweeter when she shows up and they had that sweet moment and she's like, ah, oh, he was robbed. And it's this really sweet moment where she's watching him practice. And that gave me little flutters in my heart. Did you want the person you're with to be your cheerleader? To be, you know, they're excited about you and the things you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I would be annoyed if I would, if I was a Miranda. <laughs> I mean, if I was Steve, I would be annoyed if I was Steve. But uh, yeah, this episode is not great, especially uh, the portrayal of Adina. This the sister was bad. Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I, 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 do you, so you, you like this one less than the previous episode. I think I do. I think (laughs) I do like this less. I think I do. (laughs) I mean, I Um, do like the introduction of Aiden. Oh, we also get the first, at least in my memory, the first appearance of the Magnolia Bakery, which became iconic for, uh, uh, for Sex and the City in this episode. Um, Yeah, they're both terrible so i i think i give it a a four yeah me too yeah. me too we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the hallmarkies merch store full of festive designs by artists like jessica miller Carry from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. Okay. So then we have the next episode is called, Are We Sluts? <laughs> you tell uh, me. Yeah. And in this one, basically we have, uh, Aiden is playing kind of hard to get. He wants to wait uh, until they get to know each other to be intimate. And I- I agree, you know, with that. Uh, I I think that that makes a lot of sense. I agree. I think it it makes sense. Um, And everyone's different and, you know, every relationship moves at a different pace. The only thing I do want to say is Aiden wants to wait. LOL. It's only been a week and a half. Like that's not even really waiting. (laughs) I mean, again, this, this isn't me. I, again, I am very sex positive. I think that it's fine whenever you want to do it. But I don't think that even people I know that um, are, are more um, liberal with their sexual activity than say I would be personally, I don't think they would even consider a week and a half waiting because a lot of times in New York, you don't even see that person yeah. for 
a long time. So I actually did think that the timeline was a little bit bonkers. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And the, uh, she, he says, I, I want to sleep with someone I care about. Don't people date anymore? Uh, you know, romance isn't dead. And she does the post it with romance on there. And yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, isn't usually the, the rule of thumb, the third date, isn't that what people normally say? And yeah, I, mean, I heard, you know how we have all those, like the rules book or, well, the rule says different things, but like, mm-hmm. I've heard conventional wisdom, third date, sometimes fourth. Um, and then I've heard like from a guy's perspective, if we're talking, you know, very heteronormatively, uh, if it's like past the seventh date, then you're like, is she interested in me? Right. So that's just you know, things I've heard bandied about out there, but yeah, I didn't think that this was even like, I can have three dates in a week and a half. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's true. (laughs) I mean, I guess if you go out every day, you could, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, we have also Miranda, she finds out she has an STD and uh, so she wants Steve to go to the doctor's to get checked out which of course but she then proceeds to notify all of her previous partners which that seemed excessive to me i mean i don't think you'd have to notify everybody but just the people that had been recent right well what i thought was interesting that surprised me about the show is that she had never had an std test before so Mm -hmm. normally it's like you know if you're getting checkups regularly you'll be having these and yeah, you would only need to notify recent partners because you would have known the space in which you got it. Did you ever watch the Netflix show? Oh my goodness. I can't think of the name of it, but it's about, it's British. The woman that's in the, that used to be in the good doctors in it. Oh, they changed the name of it to make it more. Um, anyway, someone gets an STD and they have to notify all their partners, but it's a comedy and it's so funny and actually very sweet. Oh. But it reminded me, and actually like way more wholesome than it sounds. Um, but it, this reminded me of Miranda in this journey of contacting all these people. But I thought it was so awful when that dude was screaming at her and he's like, yeah, I have it. But he didn't tell her. Yeah, yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> That's for sure. And so I guess you would have to go all the way back until you found the person who gave it to you or something. I don't know. I was, I was surprised. I would think you just need to tell your most recent, but what do I, I know nothing about any of this. So well, Miranda's um, they, obviously not getting regular checkups for that. So she, yeah. she probably should be. <laughs> yeah. And they asked the question, how many men is too many men? Miranda slept with 42 and, and, uh, Steve evidently has double that, uh, because he's a bartender and cute. <laughs> Okay, this line, when he said that, I wanted to grab him by the cheeks and just kiss him. I just thought it was so, like, yeah, it's a little bit of like, a, I'm not saying that's something I'm necessarily attracted to, but the way he said it, it was just so gosh darn charming. Yeah, it really was cute. Um, so then you have Samantha, who is dating this guy who uh, held up a person in her building uh, up and uh so everybody in the building is upset with her for letting this guy in and uh and basically 
says that she's a slut and, and, and all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think, I do think that Samantha wouldn't be the greatest neighbor to have. She wouldn't be Weird, okay, the best. Weirdly, this plot line made me a little mad because like Samantha lives in a doorman building. And the purpose of that is to have like 24 hour protection. Like, right. yes, people go on breaks um, as they should because they're part of a union and they do a great job. But then usually you have like a swipe card, you know, whatever. But I think what made me mad about this is that like, it's her right to have people over. And it's also her right to come in and out at whatever hours she wants. Like I used to work super late hours and yes, I wasn't inviting strangers into the building, but I would be coming in really late at night and you can't always control who's like coming in behind you. Cause I actually think the guy that she was with is the one that let the other guy in and sometimes people try and get in the door after you. So like, I didn't think it was, I just hated the way that they were trying to make her feel bad about it and saying that she was a slut instead of just saying like, you've got to be more careful when you have guests over, you know? Yeah. I mean, they definitely were very judgy. And I mean, I just think with her, like, her entertaining and her being that she's not doing anything illegal or wrong. I just think that she probably wouldn't be the, my, the best neighbor, to have. <laughs> but, but they were definitely very, very judgmental. And, uh, and she ends up moving to the meatpacking district. <laughs> so <laughs> that made me laugh. And I thought it definitely is the area that Samantha belong, that Samantha belongs in more because like, she wants to go out. She wants that fun. Like, during the pandemic, my fiance and I moved from the Upper West Side to Chelsea downtown because we were like, we want to, you know, go out. We want to try and like stay younger longer. Like we want to move out where all the families are. And I mean, not that we go out that much, but we feel younger here. So, well, What did you think of uh, Aiden and Carrie in the, in that bathtub? That was kind of fun. It was cute. I thought that was really fun and sweet and very intimate um although I will say the last time I shared a bathtub was like when I was six and it was like me and my sister and my brother in there um I gotta I just I think that's lovely and so intimate I just I really like baths and I really don't want anyone else in there with me no matter how much I love them but it it was sweet (laughs) I'm not a bath person I, I've lived in my current house for since 2013. I've never used the bath ever. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a bath person. Oh my gosh. This, okay. I did not know that. But you just don't like a good, like, I know. I just like showers better. I, for some reason. What I will say is that the only way for me to like get ready for the day or actually be clean is 100% a shower. The bath is when I'm like, I want to read and I just want to like sit (laughs) somewhere luxurious. Yeah. (laughs) Have Charlotte um, dating this guy who I guess he can't get on on until he calls her a whore, which is bizarre. And I don't know. It wasn't a great plot line, Charlotte. Not a great plot line. I have a hot take on this that I'm sure most people will disagree with. Alexander, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. I think he seems so sweet. And I 
the fact that it's happening when he's in the heat of the moment and then he feels so awful after and he's like blacking out and not I like that at the end he's like I need to go to therapy for this and I think that's smart and I think that's great because there's obviously some other stuff going on in there but I don't think that that means that he's not a viable partner I think he seems like an absolute sweetheart and he's very handsome and for Charlotte you know he's rich he's perfect on paper other than this little thing I mean it does seem like something you could work around and you figure out exactly especially when it's only happening in the heat of the moment and it's not like he's even doing other things during sex that are violent or disrespectful it's literally it seems like it would be unusual that he couldn't find a different word that he could say that would that if he, if he knows that that bothers her so much it seems like there's got to be another word that gets you excited well i think that that's actually what the scary thing for him was because i was thinking the same thing until the last time he doesn't really he doesn't know what's happening and that's why like at the end when he he's like holding off and not wanting to have an orgasm because he's like I think I'm just gonna say it and I don't want to so I think yeah I think that if he could control it he would um and when he when Charlotte told him he's like oh my gosh that's awful so I liked that he wasn't like no you just have to deal with it or come on do this for me it gets me going he felt truly awful about it I just think he's a good guy (laughs) yeah yeah um so this episode I would give it a six I think it's, it is the best of the three. Oh, far and away the best of the three. Um, and to be honest, if I had watched it in conjunction with another set of episodes, I might've even gone a little higher than a six, mm-hmm. but because I was coming off of what we <laughs> yeah, were coming yeah. off of, I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of that and also give it a six. Well, I forgot to mention as a New Yorker, how do you feel about Carrie's requirements of being a New Yorker going this rent controlled apartment, chocolate souffle at La Bernadon and a Manola Blahnik sale? <laughs> I thought that this was so funny and cute. I would love a rent controlled apartment. I've never lived in one, um, but they're hard to come by. Manola Blahniks, I'm not a big designer shoe person, but I have had the chocolate souffle at La Bernardin. And it was because um, my fiance, Alex had to go to a client dinner and I went with him. It's an expensive restaurant. So we're not oh, yeah. going on our own accord. Right. And yeah. it was really good. Yeah. So- I bet it was really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think rent control apartments, I mean, you'd almost have to like be living like grown up in New York and that's how you end up getting it. And uh, as opposed to someone moving there. Uh, I don't think you could get one. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, I don't care about, I don't really care about shoes. I, I I'm like Carrie. <laughs> yeah. You and I aren't Carrie like in that way. I, I like a cute sneaker. Like I'm very into like cute sneakers, but they're never uh-huh. going to be hundreds of dollars and they're never no. going to be heels. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't mind uh, shoes and I, I want ones that are comfortable and that uh, that will last a while, but I don't think I've ever spent, uh, I, I would, I can't think of any time when I spent more than like $125 on a pair of shoes. That seems to be that that's the cap. <laughs> I agree. And normally I not agree. even close to that. Normally my shoes are, you know, buy, buy two, get one free <laughs> style. <laughs> 
I was going to say, I have a pair of sneakers in particular that I'm thinking about that I paid $92 for. And I'm super happy that I did do that. But yeah, I, I can't think of uh, higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so these episodes weren't the best, but we had fun talking about them, right? <laughs> no, I do. Like, that's the thing, Rachel. I love doing this with you because you're one of my closest friends. And I love this show and I gl- I'm glad that we get to do this. And, and it is I kind of frustrated. Yeah, it is kind of interesting to think there's so many things that seem regressive now that were probably progressive at the time. And uh, just to see how much things have changed uh, in uh, the 20 years uh, plus since the show is, is interesting. So... Yeah, it, it really is, especially because I think we're dealing with characters that should be having adventures and doing more things than even you or I would want to be yeah. doing or think about doing. And the fact that you and I are like, whoa, 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 is, is funny and shows yeah. how far we've come over the last 20 years. And you can see why within just like that, they overcorrected because there was all of this there. And, uh, and so they kind of overcorrected. That's the only way to say it. Yeah. And it's so funny because the way that they overcorrected gives similar types of cringe to this. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> you guys just no again. No. <laughs> so anyway, let us know what do you think of these episodes? We'd really be curious for your thoughts in the comments and uh, Jax, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Right. And you can follow us at city girls pod on Twitter. I try to share anytime I see anything sex and city related uh, over there. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, follow us on Twitter and you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron tomatoes to check that out. Also make sure you're following the, the homeworkies podcast, homeworkies pod and homeworkies podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you're watching on YouTube, please this video, a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And I forgot to say one thing we, this week, we actually officially welcomed Jax as a co-host of the podcast. This, <laughs> you've only been recording regularly for, <laughs> for forever. Um, but I, welcome. I, I, we, <laughs> we love you. And we're so happy to have you officially a member of, of the homeworkies podcast. Well, thank you. I love you guys. And I'm, I'm so happy to be officially part of the team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, make sure you check out our merch store where you can get really cute City Girls Pod merch like uh, like Jack's uh, mug. And uh, and then also, and there's a sale going on actually right now. So definitely check it out. And uh, we have the patron group and we've got lots of fun stuff going on there. Please take a look at that. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.